right. Welcome back to Retrospective Aruni, a Live and Maddie podcast. It is I, your host, Amanda Shake, self-proclaimed Live and Maddie expert, super fan, whatever you want to call me. I'm here to talk to you about Live and Maddie. So let's start off with this week in Live and Maddie history, Twilamha. We've got four whole anniversaries this week. That is one per season, people. First off, we got November 24th, 2013. That was when Sweet 16 Aruni premiered. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes, which I believe I have mentioned before. But as I've gone over a number of times, this was during the period when I was not actively keeping up with the show, so I really don't have any memories. I don't have any memories associated with it this day, because I did not watch it on this day. But the the only memory I have associated of when I first watched it is just, I mean, it was, I think it was pretty instantly my favorite episode at the time and it it must have been in my catch-up day in December because I believe my November catch-up day was early November so it probably wouldn't have been after this so I think it was the last if not one of the last episodes I had to watch until I was all caught up so then November 23rd 2014 was the premiere date of Hoops Rooney and I've mentioned this before, but uh, November 23rd is my mom's birthday. This was actually her 50th birthday. So we were out at dinner when this episode premiered. And of course, I'm like, oh, I need to get home to watch the episode. <laughs> but uh, I mean, prior to it, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. And, and I mean, it's not like it's not like I was on social media or texting friends while I was at dinner, like you know, being spoiled or anything. So it, it was okay in the end. But you know, this was prior to when episodes would go up at midnight the night before. And that has, that has helped with, that has solved this problem of if you're out when something is premiering. Like that's honestly one of the, the things I'm happiest about, about the fact that now these episodes will go up at midnight because I mean, odds are you're not going to be, I mean, at least in my case, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not probably going to be anywhere besides home at midnight on any given day. So obviously the second I got home, I watched it, but you know, it was a problem. And I think I'd had this problem other times as well. And I think with Liv and Maddie is that my recordings would always cut off like the last couple seconds, maybe not always, but sometimes they would cut off the last couple seconds. And a lot of times that wasn't that important, but with me, I'm like, I have to see every second. This is Liv and Maddie. So this episode, it cut off, I think, right as Liv was singing the national anthem. And I knew that the episode was going to come on again, like three hours later on like the, the West Coast showing, because I had the East Coast like HD channel. Uh, so I'm like, I have to wait three hours to see what else happens. And it was literally just like Parker flying the drone and saying, I love high school. And that was it. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I waited three hours, but oh well. But this is, um, I was so excited for this episode in particular. The promos just looked so good. And it was even better than I expected. And it became one of my all-time favorite episodes. Fast forward to November 22nd, 2015. It was the premiere of Ask Her More Rooney. Now this episode, I did not watch premiere because I actually watched it about a week prior. A little, I think it was November 13th. And this was just random. Like there were, there have been episodes and I'll probably talk about this in the future where like, like sometimes the Christmas episodes or if they are part of like a week that was like a programming block that they would start to come out a few days prior online. But this was just like, I literally just randomly was on the Disney channel website and the, the like main page says, watch the new live and Maddie 
a week early. I don't know if it said a week, but it said watch this new episode early. And what's funny about that is I was actually having a really bad day that day. Uh, and I was on the phone with my best friend, like crying and, and getting getting my emotions out. And I don't know why I was on the Disney Channel website while on the phone with my friend, but I just happened upon it. And I saw that the episode was up. It was like, it was fate. It was just what I needed. It was, it was amazing. So I literally told my friend, I'm like, can I call you back in 22 minutes? And I mean, I told her why. She, she's well aware of um, my, my love for this show. It was great. So not, not the, you know, not the day we're talking about, but the episode we're talking about. And then November 25th, 2016 was when we got Slumber Party Rooney. Now I am very, very ashamed to say this, but this was the only episode during our little, uh, during the period in which the episodes would go up at midnight that I did not watch at midnight. And I watched it well past midnight, but I promise you it was an accident. I mean, of course it was. Hopefully you would expect, you would, you would know that if something like that were to happen to me, it could only ever be an accident. Why would I ever do that intentionally? So I guess I was just really tired that night because I just passed out early, which happens to me a lot. I will pass out with the lights on frequently. And in college, it happened to me more than I would actually go to bed when turning out the lights. So so this was not uncommon for me. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that it happened. I don't remember much of this day because I know I was home for Thanksgiving and I... I, it's not like I had school or anything. I don't think I was doing anything that strenuous. I'm surprised that I was so tired, but I don't know. I, I probably just told myself, you know, it, this is always what happens. Like we've all been in that position where it's like, oh, I'm going to close my eyes for a minute. And then you wake up like six hours later and you're like, no. So I had every intention of watching it at midnight. So I just happened to wake up probably like 8 a.m. But here's how I made up for it. I am not a morning person by any means. Normally, if I would wake up at 8 a.m., I would go immediately back to sleep. But when I realized the error of my ways, I said, I'm going to make it up to myself by staying up and watching the episode and then going back to sleep. Uh, so I did. And, and this episode, it was just a fun fillery one. So it, it's not like, not like I missed something huge, um, like a season premiere or something. And I know that this was also the day that we were getting the Descendants magical holiday celebration that was... Uh, filmed like the TV special that was filmed at Disneyland and Disney World and I was actually at the taping of the Disneyland part with Dove and Boo Boo. Uh, just to cover my bases here, technically there is one other episode I did not watch right at midnight and this is actually kind of a funny story. It was the season four premiere because it didn't go up right at midnight and Janelle and I like we had pretty intense midnight parties for every new episode that went up at midnight but especially for the season four premiere I think we had like a marathon of other episodes and we watched a movie and um what else did we do I don't know but we were we were prepping majorly we could not wait I mean we'd already seen the episode because we'd been at the live taping but that was also part of why we were excited especially because it was the first live taping we'd been to together I'm not sure if she had seen an episode of any show that she had been to on TV before. I feel like she must have, but it's, it was still exciting. It was her first live in Maddie taping to get to see the episode of season premiere, whatever. And we just kept refreshing the site and it was not going up. <laughs> like sometimes when that happens, that means it's not going to premiere until the following night. We're like, 
we're not going to wait like 15 hours. I mean, we will if we have to, but we don't want to. And we were texting our friends like, are you having any luck? Where is it? And we were like, whoever sees it go up first, tell the other. And I think it was my other friend that was not there with us that told us that it went up at like 2.30 a.m., which honestly... It's not the hour I have a problem with because, again, I'm a big night owl. I'm usually up around that hour anyway. But it was the fact that we had to wait that long. And, you know, those two hours felt like way longer than two hours. But it finally went up and we watched it and it was great. (laughs) Going back to Twilight, that that is your set of anniversaries for this week. We have a friend of mine here with us today, here to discuss our shared Liv and Maddie fandom. We were co-workers at Autopia during my Disney college program program earlier this year, and she recently binge-watched Liv and Maddie during quarantine, so we are excited to get a new fan's perspective on the show. Please welcome Cassie Toscana. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) We're super excited to have you. So let's start off with uh, what got you interested in the show initially? You know, I'm a big Descendants fan and I loved Dove Cameron and over quarantine, I really got into like makeup, makeup tutorials, especially like celebrity ones. And I came across like hers and I like her stuff. And I watched this movie called Cloud Nine recently. Have you seen that before? Of course. Uh, Yeah. So I liked her in that. And then I was like, you know what? Let's binge um, Live and Maddie because I need something new to watch. So I tried it and I loved it. Yes. We're so glad you did. So uh, back, backpedaling a bit, uh, just because this is the origins of the fandom. Uh, How did you first get into Descendants and, and Dove and all that? Mm, I, you know, I remember seeing the previews for them on Disney Channel and I was a little bit like older and I was like, you know, this seems kind of dumb. And then I don't know, someone was like, I think you would really like it because you like Disney and or maybe not villains but just like Disney in general and like their background story and I don't know why but I tried it and I'm like this is amazing (laughs) I don't know why I shut it down before but I don't know like new Disney Channel stuff I was kind of turned off by just because I don't know like I don't people were telling I just listened to other people's opinions instead of forming my own sometimes I feel that and then I'm like you know what why though why because I watched Liv and Maddie or like I watched The Descendants, like Cloud Nine was amazing, or like, I don't know what else I recently watched, but like her, my, I had a friend get me really into Boy Meets World recently, mm-hmm. and I binged that as well, and I was like, mm, I don't know why I just try to listen to people, or just I'm stubborn about people recommending shows, and then I don't want to watch them, because I'm like, I want to binge, I don't know, The Office for the 90 billionth time, so yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to get into stuff that's new, but I feel that I, I live in Maddie all on my own, and I loved it, so yeah, yeah, it's, I know a lot of people that have kind of had the same trajectory, where, well, for one thing, they start with Descendants, because Descendants was kind of more more widespread than Liv and Maddie. And then, then they discovered Dove and they're like, oh, let me check out Liv and Maddie. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately there, there's a lot of negativity towards uh, current Disney Channel. And I think it's just because it's not the Disney Channel we grew up with, like yeah, talking exactly. specifically on our generation. Mm-hmm. So people just like, I remember maybe like 2010, 2011, people were saying like, even like Hannah Montana and Sweet Life, like that's, 
that's garbage. We only like Lizzie McGuire and even Stevens, but like every couple of years it, it rotates. Yeah. So it's like uh, Hannah Montana and Sweet Life are the classics. Shake it up and Ant Farm suck. But then a few years later, it's Shake it up and Ant Farm are the classics. These, it's <laughs> like every couple of years, it, it's, it has nothing to do with the show itself. It's, it's really just, um, it's the nostalgia goggles, you know? I like shows. I've always watched TV. I, since I was a baby, my grandparents spoiled me. My mom didn't want us to like watch TV and try to get into it too young, but my grandparents plopped us in front of the TV and let us do whatever we wanted to. And I got addicted to TVs and movies, especially like Disney movies when I was little. So it just kind of, it kind of happened. And now it's just, I can't stop. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I remember like in like the peak of my initial Disney Channel fandom, like Hannah Montana, Wizards, those days, I would get home from school and I would sit on the couch and watch Disney Channel and like do absolutely nothing else until I did my homework and then I go to bed. Like that's all I did. Uh, and like sometimes, like nowadays, I don't necessarily sit and rewatch like stuff that I've already seen unless it's like a favorite of mine. Uh, but sometimes I think back, I'm like, how do I remember all these episodes so well? It's because I sat and watched them so many times. I didn't just watch them premiere. I rewatched them over and over again. Uh, all the reruns I always watched um, at my grandparents' house, actually, my grandpa would always say, what, what are you kids watching? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd pretend not to watch, but he was really watching. And my grandma actually really liked Hannah Montana. We saw her like she'd pretend to be like reading her book or whatever and she'd try to just sit there but then she'd be giggling along at those jokes with us too uh, watching Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody I just that's like my favorite thing ever was my um my dad's parents let us eat popcorn and uh eat food in in the living room while we watch Disney Channel at their house all the time that's like one of my favorite watching Disney Channel shows and movies at their house so yeah um and like uh by by the time I'm posting this episode uh this other episode will already be up the other day I was talking with the creators of Live and Maddie John and Ron who are awesome uh and we were talking about co-viewing and how like fam watching as a family and like that that's not as present nowadays and I I don't want to be like oh those darn kids on their phones and whatever but like I mean in some cases I mean it has some merit uh but like because yeah like growing up like I would I remember watching like the big nights on Disney Channel like the big premieres of movies or crossovers or whatever like my mom and I would watch them together and um she has a lot of favorites of what I grew up on that's where Raven was always her favorite um and still is <laughs> yeah and and we started a rewatch of that over quarantine we haven't finished but um we, we watched some and like uh when I was like super into Hannah Montana, which I, I mean, I still am, but like uh, when that first started when I was like 13, uh, my grandma would be like that one girl you like, Miley Cyrus. And so, uh, cause I would always have it on at her house when I would, when I would go over to her house. Um, but, but yeah, like there's a, going back to like what's currently on, there's a lot of really great stuff like, like Girl Meets World and um, which we'll, we'll probably talk more about later and Live and Maddie and stuff is that people aren't even willing to try it because uh, they just assume that it's not for them. And, and what I often said about Live and Maddie is that like, it's, it really has a general audience appeal. Like it doesn't pander to like a, a younger audience to me. I feel like it, um, it really can appeal to, to everyone. And, and a joke that I've made before, have you watched uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series? I have, yeah, I've seen it through twice now. I love uh, it. Isn't it so good? Uh, and today, today's the one year anniversary, the day we're recording this, uh, is the one year anniversary of Disney plus. So that's, it's the one year anniversary of, of the show. 
which means my free trial on Verizon already ran out. Oh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, what I think is funny about that show is that a lot of people our age really like it and more than have watched shows like Liv and Maddie and stuff. And I think it's because it had High School Musical in the title and they're like, oh, I liked that when I was growing up, let me give it a try. And it really doesn't have that much to do with High School Musical, it's its own characters and its own story. So I like to think that that was kind of their ploy of reeling people in and being like, haha, we got you. We, sh we are proving to you that these shows are good. And the only reason that you wouldn't give it a try in the first place is because of your nostalgia goggles, so. Yeah, like I feel like they definitely pulled in those viewers like that watched it originally back in 2006 or whenever the first movie came out and they got the next generation to like High School Musical as well. I right. Think, I think they talked about it that in their like behind the scenes thing episode that they did mm -hmm. where they have like the old audience like kind of back into it and then they have like a whole new generation of people that have loved or are starting to love High School Musical again. Yeah, it works both ways, which is really neat. Uh, and another good example, uh, if you, I don't know if you've watched it, is uh, Andy Mack. I haven't, but that's one that I've been wanting to try because I hear it's very like, like not like new ideas, I guess. Yeah, it's, no, for sure. Modern the, ideas. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> the only problem I highly recommend it, but most of it is not on Disney Plus. Oh shoot! So yeah. But um, yeah, if you it a lot of, I, I talk about this like rotating fandom, like the Girl Meets World fandom, which I was highly involved in, um, like migrated to the Andy Mack fandom, like entirely. And then they migrated to the High School Musical, the Musical, the Series fandom. <laughs> so basically if you like one of those shows, you'll probably like all of them in my opinion. Um, but that's another show where it's like, um, I've still heard people, I I've specifically remember being at Six Flags, eating lunch with my friend, and I overheard like these these guys probably about our age at a table by me saying, "You know what show I really hate? Andy Mac." And they just went off, and I like was like this close to saying something. And I told my friend, I said, "If they bring up Liv and Maddie, you're gonna have to hold me back." Like I'm not kidding. Um, so it, it's, I mean, obviously subject to opinion like not everyone's gonna like it but like it's like progressive is the word I would use like you were saying like it yeah, has more serious topics I guess that's what I was trying to come up with was yeah no it's like what's that one word um <laughs> yeah it's it's super progressive it like practically every episode tackles some current topic like it, it talks about um sexuality and panic attacks mental illness um race and like cultural traditions and I mean I'm sure there's it's there's so much it's hard it's hard to remember being, there's hardly a topic that they don't cover and I think it's just proving the point that no matter how hard they try there's always going to be someone who's like the only reason I'm not watching it is because I didn't grow up with it it doesn't it, even if it's really really good I don't care because I didn't grow up with it so I think it's just I think both that and High School Musical, the musical the series, are proving a point. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I I constantly listen to, on Spotify, the um, Live in Maddie music and the music from High School Musical, the series. I just, I think it's really cute. Um, I'm also a 26-year-old, 10-year-old, if that makes any sense. I mean, same. 23, <laughs> but yeah, same. Still, still you, get the, you get the idea. I'm basically an adult child. Um, so <laughs> no totally the same um but yeah like 
wrapping this back around. Uh, I mean, for, for all these reasons, yeah, unfortunately, there's, there's just a lot of people that are really hostile about it, um, even to this day. So that's why I was so excited when I got your, your message. I'm like, okay, someone else uh, my age who's, who's interested in and open to it. That made me really happy. I feel like if you like look at some of the Facebook groups or some of uh, like the podcasts that are out there about different shows and even like YouTube and stuff, you'll find that there are like a, I wouldn't say a lot, but a, a good handful of people are like, yeah, we still care about Disney Channel. We right. Explore the new things that Disney Channel has to offer or like newer things that some of the things that I enjoy are, are like Girl Meets World and Live in Maddie and stuff, which came out like right when I graduated high school. So I guess it's still not necessarily like new but new enough right kind of put off by it at first Mm -hmm. Um, but then if you actually watch it it's good stuff it's good content it kind of brings you back to those like old disney channel feelings you got when you watch these shows for the first time you know sure yeah so i'm like i don't know why people kind of put that off but again i put it off too so i kind of i understand both sides yeah yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a fandom for it out there. You just kind of have to look for it. And and to be honest, it wasn't really there at first. Like, I think it was, I remember the attitude towards the first Descendants was very hostile um, because I was like the Disney Channel fandom as it is now didn't really exist as much at the time, but I was pretty involved in like the Disney fandom. So those are all the like purists that were like, don't touch our movies and stuff like that. Uh, so pe- like, I was scared to post about it because people, there was not a single person who like, everyone would just bash on it. But then once it started coming out, then a fandom of its own started to grow. And I was really happy about that. So it's like amazing how big that fandom grew for the three descendants movies. And- yeah. So back around to uh, Liv and Maddie, uh, just tell us what you enjoyed most about the show. Um, so I really enjoy uh, the character Joey is yes. my favorite part of the entire show. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to stick to talking about Liv and Maddie as much as possible. It's like- fine if we stray a little bit uh, because it's all part of the, the bigger picture of Disney Channel. But uh, yeah. So back to what I was saying about like, really enjoying boy meets world that's like like live and maddie and i guess we're a podcast you can't see where my hands are but they're like for me right now just just picture it in your head listeners (laughs) anyhow um i really love the show boy meets world and my favorite character from that show is eric matthews now i believe joey and eric are very 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 similar definitely Joey is a little bit on the nerdy side and Eric was more on the popular side however I feel like Joey could be a nerdy Eric Matthews that's just my theory yeah I never really thought about that but I see it now um yeah so that's probably a big reason why I like Joey the best but he's just I feel like Joey's the comic relief of the show same with Eric Mm -hmm. um I feel like Joey kind of gets a lot of flack from the parents and from his siblings like oh that's just joey because they did the same thing oh it's eric again and i'm like are you kidding me this guy is the best and you guys don't even realize it like sometimes i feel like joey gets a little more credit from his parents like they respect him a little more sometimes because the parents of boy meets world are a wreck like half the time they're proud of eric and half the time they're like you suck And I mean, Joey, like, even though he wasn't always the best at, like, life skills, he was really good in school and stuff, at least, whereas Eric was not quite as much. I know, he wasn't good at either, to be honest, but we still, 
we loved him because he always we tried do. his best, but not everyone saw that. And I'm like, you guys, <laughs> Eric Matthews for the win. But anyway, this is a living Maddie. Podcast. No, I mean, if it's a comparison <laughs> point, by all means, I think that's absolutely worth discussing. And for me, like um, I mentioned that like Girl Meets World was a huge fandom of mine and, and like Live in Maddie and Girl Meets World, like at their peak, those were like my two main fandoms, kind of, kind of like what you're saying for yourself. Uh, so I think it's, it's, um, but yeah, if you have a comparison point, please, please do. I think that's a, that's always a fun discussion. Yeah. So I just, I liked his shenanigans on the show and I loved the little five minute date with Jillo. I thought, oh, okay. That's one of the best scenes in the entire show. <laughs> series that has got to be the number one scene for me it is like oh <laughs> and I don't like like how it turned out which is fine maybe they could have worked it out in the end because she kind of had that like little glimmer in her eye towards yep. the when she's like I'm proud of you you're going into comedy and doing your own thing I mean that was cool and I really like her name's Jessica right yes yes so I we love, love her. her I first saw her before live in maddie i saw her in on my block Mm -hmm. that's an intense show very different to live in maddie and it's just kind of cool to see that range in her like she She has the range very much the comic relief in that show as well and i think she's hilarious in that show too but there is a serious side to her in that show and um it's just interesting that her dynamic is really good so i appreciate willow as well Um, yeah my favorite people in that show too but yeah, yeah, Jessica is super talented. Have you watched uh, Diary of a Future President? No, I haven't. That'll I mean... be my next recommendation for you because Jessica is on that as well. Uh, okay. She's not really one of the main characters, but her character is still really great. And um, I would put it in the vein of like, even though you haven't watched Andy Mac and uh, you've watched High School Musical and the Musical series, I would put it kind of in the vein of that. It's a Disney Plus original series. Yeah, I did see that on uh, the title recommended for me. So I'm like, you know, you got to stop watching the same stuff <laughs> over and over again and just try new stuff because that really paid off with Liv and Maddie because I adored it. And it paid off with Boy Meets World and it paid off with Girl Meets World and it paid off with so many things. I'm like, why don't you trust these people? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like part of the reason I don't take recommendations a lot is just because I don't. I feel like I don't have the time. So like, I, I was like, thinking about watching Diary of a Future President, but I'm like, I don't know if I'll get around to it. And then quarantine hit, it's like, well, I mean, and it's a short first season. That's all that's out so far. It is getting a second season. I think they just recently started production. Um, but you can blaze through it in a couple of days. I mean, most people can probably do it in one day. I'm pretty slow. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, well, it's short and I have the time and, and I really liked it. So, and again, it's a very progressive show and it's got great cultural representation and stuff like that. So uh, but let's go back to the Jillo scene because that scene alone, like, there's so much to be talked about. Uh, I mean, the cardboard limo <laughs> and everyone being involved in it. Um, the best part is Diggy butting in and be like, "Yes, yes. <laughs> he he deserves that." And I'm like, "This is amazing!" I was tearing up. I literally was tearing up. I'm like, "This is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life." Oh. So I will good. say this, like I felt but before this scene happened, and this is just you could take it here or there, um, I felt like Jillo was a little bit forced because yeah. because he really wasn't into her at all. And she was always 
basically just all over him all the time. And I mm-hmm. felt bad that he couldn't say, you need to back off because I've been that girl who jumps all over a guy and don't get told like, I'm not into you. And I felt, I feel for her. I really do. And I feel like they should have had Joey. I mean, I love the five minute date. Don't get me wrong. It's the best thing in the world, but I feel like they could have done something be like, I don't know for Joey to stand up for himself or Joey or for them to like resolve it a little better than it did. Even though the five minute date, I'm not mad at it at all. Like I'm literally not mad at it. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel for girls that like when I was in high school, I would definitely throw myself at a guy and be like, oh my gosh, I like him so much. And like, I don't know. I was that girl. I was Willow in that sense. So like, I feel for her, like not knowing if a guy likes you back. So I just, I feel like that's just the only thing I have to say about that whole thing. But otherwise I liked it. Yeah. It's just like, this yeah the scene itself it's so hard to get mad at just I absolutely so great (laughs) uh, like I often say that like the strongest scenes and episodes in really any show but especially in this show is where like every character is brought in Mm -hmm. like uh my friend Janelle and I talked about how Cowbell Rooney is like one of the best episodes because like every character is in it so like Maddie's involved, Liv is involved, Artie's involved, the parents are involved, Parker's involved, Diggy's involved, the minions are involved, like everyone is in it and it's 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 short but like they pack everyone and everything of a re- high school relationship in five minutes and it's just like leave what a prom with me I'm like why right now and then Liv is singing at prom and I just like every time I have that episode on and I feel like it's been on a lot lately because um I I the 2 30 to 3 30 a.m reruns I watch like every night and I like I'm up that late anyway so um and every time that scene's about to start I'm like hey well put your cap and gown in the bin why are you grinning I'm not grinning like it's so good so good so good yeah I didn't want to put like that negativity out there but I just had to share well we're analytical here it's all good constructive (laughs) criticism is is all good another reason why it bugged me that they did this cute scene and then basically nothing came of it I was just a little little confused (laughs) yeah yeah and and like um I don't know if you knew this but that there was um they thought that the season three finale could be the series finale they weren't sure if um you weren't they weren't sure if they're going to get picked up right uh so and and when my episode uh comes out with john and ron we talk about that so okay check that out when it comes out uh so uh they wanted to make sure like that they wrapped everything up in case there was not a season four and you know same goes for Liv and maddie the characters um and yeah pretty much everyone else uh so so yeah, I get it in that sense. Um, but at the same time, I, I agree that I, I might have wanted to see more of their relationship. But, but li- like we said about the finale, there were still hints that it oh, happening. Yeah. That it could have worked out because, you know, Willow was playing basketball. He was staying in California doing his comedy thing. Maybe it could have worked out eventually. There was definitely hints of that. Same with like Liv and Holden. Yes, like, yes. And I'm, I'm like, high key on that train going to New York and going to Broadway, going to NYU, or was it NYU or so? Yes, he went to NYU. I wasn't sure if it was NYU or Columbia, but I was like, it was NYU. It was NYU, yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, 
don't screw that up <laughs> <laughs> no you're good to the fact that you 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 remember that detail at all is, is yeah good. <laughs> I can remember weird details to things like I personally dropped out of school after two years of college but like I can remember like Disney Channel dates, like, <laughs> the stuff. Movies, like random people's birthdays. Like I can remember random stuff, but how to do college algebra? No. Same. <laughs> math? No. No. <laughs> the like, Disney Channel, sure, but math? No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can remember random quotes. I can remember random scenes when, what they were doing, like what school what fictional school they were going to what real school they were going like I don't know random stuff I can remember I I feel that totally so um we talked about like other other Disney Channel shows that you enjoyed growing up like That's a Raven and stuff like that um so were there any other favorites of yours that you watched and do you see any like similarities from those to Liv and Maddie that you think uh added to your enjoyment of Liv and Maddie um I feel like all the random antics that happen and they're always getting each, each other out of situations remind me a lot of That's So Raven and that was my personal favorite and how they're always trying to fix stuff that was very Disney Channel-esque <laughs> like there's or the I mean like what's different between I think you've talked about this before about the sibling rivalry rivalry like it was there but it wasn't like Raven and Corey where they're always like yelling at it like there's one episode that sticks out to me when uh their mom goes to back to law school and she's trying to study and they're giving the kids more responsibilities and their dad's like Raven you had one job what were you supposed to do he's like she's like wake up Corey get him ready for school and then yeah. she goes upstairs and she's like wake up Corey yes. go to school and she's like shut up mom's trying to relax <laughs> yes <laughs> That's coming back to me as you say it. He comes down the stairs and he's got a toothbrush in his mouth and like his shirt like halfway on. And he's like, Corey's, she's like, Corey's ready for school. And like, it, I mean, Corey and Raven like had their moments where they had sweet stuff, which kind of like brings it back to living Maddie where I really like when Maddie and Joey, I feel like Maddie and Joey are very close mm -hmm. and I feel like live and I'm blanking. Parker. <laughs> Thank you. Liv and Parker kind of have a good relationship mm -hmm. and Liv and Maddie have a very good relationship as well. But I, I, I kind of feel that in different shows where each like, like, let's say there's four siblings or like a odd amount of siblings, some siblings will, you know, connect better than others. And I just feel that with Maddie, like I said, Maddie and Joey and then Liv and Parker. I love seeing those dynamics because I have three siblings and I feel with my youngest sister we connect really well and then my younger brother Tony and I really connect but then sometimes there's a little bit of disconnect between me and my sister Abby but we still are all family we still love each other and so I feel that with like real life situations or like we meets world Eric and Morgan were really close to each other and Corey and Josh were really close to each other and you see that in Girl Meets World Mm -hmm. So like I see those dynamics in those shows as well and I don't know just kind of spinning it back to real life and then I'm like I relate to that as well and I, that's why I like Disney Channel shows is they're very relatable. For sure and and I've talked about that before how like I think one of the reasons that Liv and Maddie has become one of my favorites is because it was one of the ones where the protagonists were the closest to my age mm -hmm. and like 
most of the others it's like there was a like a couple years difference or maybe one character was my age but then another main character was not but like I was I was always uh, a year older than the twins so my life was pretty closely paralleling theirs and like college applications and high school and stuff like that was um pretty on par with them so I it was yeah definitely very relatable and I, I think being able to like kind of live vicariously through that was a big a big thing for me oh yeah I definitely live vicariously through all my shows or I like I definitely I'm the oldest of the four of us so I definitely like I don't know maybe that's why I like Eric so much from Boy Meets World is because he was the oldest and I really relate to the oldest sibling and like I don't know Liv and Maddie like I definitely relate to their struggles with like younger siblings and like all of that I don't know I just do it's just it's kind of interesting how Disney does that and it's not just like the shows it's also like the movies and mm -hmm. that just tug at your heartstrings and Disney Channel like just opens it up to all different sorts of audiences and it's just it's really magical I don't know how else to put it but magical for sure and I think it's I, I talked about this kind of with when I talked to uh, John and Ron is that it's it's a very universal appeal in the sense that I'm an only child, so I, I can relate to the individual characters, but I can't necessarily relate to the sibling relationships, but I still like there's still things that resonate with you because it's like live in Maddie's relationship, you can relate to a relationship with a best friend if you don't have a twin or a sibling close to your age, like, even if you haven't been in the exact same situation, there are still feelings about it that can resonate with you and remind you of other other parts of your life. Like I always wondered like what happened to Raven's mom in mm -hmm. the season was it season four? I think or, so. Yeah, season four where Tanya's just nowhere to be found and you're like, what happened? Yeah, and like um like um Pete and Liv and Maddie left late in the third season, but they had like a whole storyline around that, around the fact right. that he was leaving. But like in Raven they were just kind of like, Well, your mom's in law school and they're like, wait. Well, <laughs> since when why wouldn't she stay at home because she was doing law school before from home so it was just very not very well done back then but they I think they do a lot better with that especially with like Pete and Liv and Eddie. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I appreciate that they had some focus on that and they also kind of like slowly transitioned to it because it's not like that was his last episode he was still in a few more um like uh he would be facetiming them or whatever face gapping i'm sorry uh because because we can't have the copyrighted apple word in, in the show um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I like that they kind of tapered him out instead of being like okay this is his last episode i think that was smart oh yeah yeah definitely kind of better at like almost like weaning them off of the show if that mm -hmm. makes sense. so uh do you have any favorite episodes oh <sighs> all of them <laughs> um, all I really like I don't know the episode names like you do but the one I can help worry not <laughs> one of the last episodes where they're ta uh, taping sing it louder and she sings my destiny yes sing it live absolutely sobbing backstage um, and then she says like are you okay she's like no i it's something, something happened it's bad okay we get you to a hospital to be continued yep yeah oh, dramatic um i like the one where uh this is another one where i really like the maddie and joey dynamic when they go to try to uh stop diggy from leaving 
to Australia. Yes, continue to Rooney. Continue to Rooney. Um, and I think I've messaged you about this before. I, <laughs> I'm going to get haters from this podcast, but I am a Miggy shipper. Not. <laughs> we'll discuss that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I think Diggy was really funny. Um, so anything with Diggy in it. But I did remember you saying something about him like the first episode I did not like him because he seemed very pompous and very arrogant when he was like I want to be a sports announcer Mm -hmm. and they never mentioned that again and I just when you said that one of the last episodes I listened to of yours like I was like oh my gosh you're right they never said anything about that I was Uh and then from like episode two on I was like oh Dickie's kind of funny and I liked his dynamic with Joey and how they kind of were friends I mean mind you Josh and Joey are better friends so I'm like I do like that dynamic as well but the whole like I said the whole Diggy getting back at Joey is everything it is (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I feel like Josh and Joey's friendship was more like natural like and, and more two-sided because Joey was always kind of after Diggy and like Diggy didn't care that much for him and he was he was definitely really mad at him when when he was kind of part of why they broke up um and like yeah Joey just like wanted to kind of mooch off of his uh coolness and whatever and and there were some times when when Diggy was nice about that like um when Diggy and Parker, I think it's flashback, uh, when Diggy and Parker found out Joey was in the uh, drum circle and they helped him, helped them perform in front of, in front of the school. But in, in a lot of other episodes, it, it is pretty one-sided, but like Joey and Josh, just, I love their friendship. They, they get yeah, along really well. I do agree, but there were like, I, I mean, Joey and Diggy definitely used each other for sure. But yeah. there are a few, a handful of episodes where they're genuine friends. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about when I like, when I say I love their relationship. Yeah. I don't really care for them. And of course, when they went to the dance classes, I can't forget that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great as well. Um, but I don't know. I just enjoyed Diggy, except for, can we please talk about that ridiculous braid? <laughs> the harsh <Harstabuvin. laughs> Most ridiculous thing I've ever seen I couldn't even look at him honestly it weirded me out I was happy when he cut it off I was like well it got got caught in a car door (laughs) and I'm like honestly that's what he deserves (laughs) yeah he was yeah um I, I watched a girl's YouTube video about kind of the sadness of the breakups because Dove was so good at these like emotional like scenes when she's breaking up when um maddie's breaking up with diggy when she throws the basketball against like that okay that one moment like that's one of the i think about that moment a lot and i isolate it a lot that that's like one of the i feel like that's one of the hardest hitting moments in the series because there's no dialogue it's just it's just her like about to throw it and then she slams it at the the rack of basketballs and that just that that one moment always just hits me super hard I'm sorry keep going (laughs) no no, no, you're good uh I mean Liv and Holden's breakup horrible oh yeah that one too (laughs) it didn't feel as bad as when Maddie throws that basketball at the rack of basketballs and she's just like putting her hands on top of her head and she's just like almost like melting into herself like she doesn't know what to do 
because she's not an emotional person. Maddie is the put together one, if that makes right. sense. Right. No, for sure. When it comes to her emotions, she doesn't like let it show. Yeah, Literally. I think about that a lot. How like, um, and I think Dove has talked about that. I, I, sh- I remember her talking about one episode in particular and I'm forgetting which one it was. It might've been the season one finale that like Maddie is not, I mean, she she is vulnerable, but she doesn't show it. Oh, Very yeah. rare that she shows it. So when she does show it, that's when you know that it's serious. Or like, like I said, when she's sobbing backstage when Liv is singing My Destiny, mm-hmm. that hit me differently. It really just, it hit me differently. I'm like, I feel like I, if that were my sister um, singing, and it, it has been before, like my sister my sisters and I were into theater, into musical theater in high school and stuff. And I remember this one moment, um, I fi- it was my senior year and uh, I finally got a lead in the show. And we were driving home that night and my sister is kind of like Maddie. She doesn't, she's vulnerable, but when she shows it, you're like, holy crap. Like you don't show this emotional side. Um, she, there was this moment in the car and she said, I'm so proud of you this is your time to shine. You did it. And she's crying her eyes out, kind of like Maddie does backstage. And I will never forget that, um, how uh, my sister was just like, just like Maddie. And so I think that's probably why it hit me because it reminded me Mm -hmm. of her saying that to me. And if I asked her today, if she remembers saying that, I'm sure she does, but she'll never admit it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I, again, I've like, I don't know how it is to be an only child. So I'm like, ah, I relate to it so much. And I'm just like, it, it, it hits you. I guess I can relate to that scene because like, I care about Liv as much as Maddie does. And I care about Maddie as much as Liv does, like, just because I love them so much. And I mean, of course, because it was one of the final episodes. So it was emotional in that sense. So I, I, I remember uh, watching that episode with, uh, my, with my friend Janelle. And when we saw Maddie crying, we were both like, same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I think I, I've talked on, on my show about how the relationship between the two of them is, is really important to me. Because again, while I can't relate to it in the sense of um, having a sibling, I can relate to it in like, um, it reminds me of like me and, and some of my best friends and stuff like that. Um, and, and cause again, I care about each of the characters individually a lot. So that moment was really resonant for me because again, when she, when she shows her emotions, it, it shows what she cares about the most. It's like in yeah. Diggy and, and, and then Liv and, and the fact that she was, uh, so helpful to live in that episode and then so, so proud of her, uh, that just really warmed my heart. Yeah. Um, I get very 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 invested in tv characters same <laughs> believe me almost on an unhealthy level if that i feel that makes any sense so that's I oh think yeah another reason why it's hard for me to watch new shows is because i'm like i don't want to say goodbye to these characters and mm-hmm. i'm like no and i it, it makes me feel so so good that like the the cast of Liv and Maddie are so sweet. I loved hearing your stories about meeting them and, you know, them being so genuine. And it makes me, it makes me really happy that they're really are these genuine people, which you probably wouldn't get that in a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. So unique. Yeah. That's a common thing I've heard from my guests on um, that have worked on the show is that like, not every show are you, are you fortunate enough to have that 
kind of dynamic and where everyone is just so kind and familial. Uh, so it's, it's really made me happy that that's the case here. Yeah, again, I'm not trying to stray this away from. <laughs> again, comparison points are totally valid and uh, I've encouraged. a lot of interviews with the Boy Meets World cast, especially Will Friedle, who plays Eric. And he talks about how close-knit that cast was, too. Mm -hmm. And how special it was and that he's worked on other projects and it's just not the same. Or like I've listened to Office Ladies as well and they talk about how the writers and how the cast could really work together on making this really great story and that they've worked, again, worked on other projects and they just, the writers are separate from the cast and from the directors or they're all in these little boxes. Like I'm an actor, you're a writer, this is a director, whatever. And it's just, there, it's just cool to get invested in these shows that have all these stories and these people that are genuine make these stories come to life, whether you're part of the cast or director, you know, in the writer's room. It's really unique. That's why I like the shows that I like is because a lot of the cast seems like super genuine and that's mm -hmm. really unique. It's very clear when, when the people in the show like feel not only strongly about their own characters but feel genuine about their relationship with the other characters like when a friendship when you can tell it's a real friendship or I mean obviously they're not actually related but they they feel like family uh and I think that adds to a strength of a show and you can just tell when people are just having a good time filming a show like I you know, we said comparison points. This is this is a good comparison point because it still involves Dove. So I'm allowed to say this is I remember when I saw Clueless the musical with Dove in it. I remember one of the biggest takeaways I had from it is it seemed like everyone was having so much fun in that show. Uh, they were just having a great time. And again, it 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 definitely shows when people are having a great time and people enjoy working with the people that they're working with, and and that just makes the show even even better. Oh yeah, you can definitely tell. I've been to several Broadway productions. You could tell when the cast is just having a good time. And like, even like the chorus members have the biggest smile on their faces. And they're like, I don't know, you can tell that they're just having the best time. And I've also been to shows where you can tell that they're doing it, going through the motions and they're doing it for their paycheck. Mm -hmm. You can definitely tell as an audience. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we should we need to circle back around to uh, Liv and Holden's breakup because <laughs> we we still haven't finished discussing that. So uh, yeah, I think that's another one of the most heartbreaking scenes. And connecting it here is that uh, you can because I, I love Jordan; he's amazing. Um, Don't get me started on Jordan Fisher. <laughs> I love Jordan Fisher, but anyway. Yes, I mean same. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the, both, both of them were just so emotive in that scene. And I think it shows a lot when it's showing um, male sensitivity. Oh yeah. We don't see that a lot, especially on, on Disney channel shows. And I'm, I'm happy to see that that's, they've been doing that more lately. Andy Mack is another good example um, because like there's a male character on there who has panic attacks and um, stuff like that, uh, that I, I, yeah, I don't want it to say like, it's good that they show it because it's, it's, it's not realistic or whatever, but it's like, no, it's, it's not shown enough on TV because, 
you know, men have feelings too, but they, they don't, they don't always let men cry on, on TV. So I, don't. I really love the reality of that. People are people and they're all emotional. So mm -hmm. like, why not? Cause I have, my dad is the most emotional person I know in my life. And my mom's the one who keeps it in. And she's like my sister in that way too, where if, if she's being emotional, then something's wrong. <laughs> like, that's exactly like, I don't, I keep circling back to Maddie crying because uh, when she, when Liv is singing, but it's, it's beautiful. It is by it's all like, means continue but, talking about that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to showing men's emotion, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. It, like, yeah. And it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm glad that they do that. And I think, um, Holden is just a really good, well-rounded character. Oh yeah. Um, again another relationship on the show I'm like why didn't they go anywhere with that <laughs> like mm -hmm. as much as I loved seeing Maddie and Diggy or Maddie and Josh or kind of like Maddie's whole I didn't expect that from this show for this show to focus on a relationship like on Maddie's relationships I thought the show yeah would focus more on Liv I don't know why I no that's that's a good point um because like it's kind of the archetype of like the girly girl is usually the boy crazy girl and I remember like in early interviews Dove saying that like Liv was more of the boy crazy one but then like that didn't end up really happening as much as, as I think they initially were leading to but I think that I feel like that's kind of I feel like that's a good thing in the sense that like I feel like Diggy was kind of an important part of Maddie's character in the sense that it was kind of like uh, a hole in her armor of like we needed a character to besides Liv to um make her vulnerable and you know when she's so like always embarrassing around him at school and and whatever um I think that was important to have like a crack in her armor that's the phrase uh I think <laughs> uh yeah so I'm, I'm glad that they showed they had had that dynamic and had and showed that side of her yeah for sure for sure for sure um but like Holden like being like I can't do this anymore. I know. <laughs> You're making me cry. The only thing I didn't really like about the scene is when Liv starts crying about it. Normally Dove is very good at emotional like cry like looks like she's crying. It didn't sound genuine crying. She's like <laughs> I don't know. To me it just didn't seem like that. But the emotion was definitely there because you Yeah. Face, no, I've heard people say that uh actual crying didn't sound real if that makes any sense yeah no I've heard people say that about that scene I but I, I often will jump to her defense when people are like uh Dove Cameron and uh, fake crying and I'm like dude that girl cries so easily <laughs> I've seen it in person believe me <laughs> oh I didn't think it sounded fake because you could definitely see it on her face she definitely feel the emotion from her facial expression and all of that and like one of my favorite emotional scenes that Dove does is probably from uh, now I want to pick my favorite um probably when she's like in Descendants 2 and she's like Ben it's me I'm half Oridon yeah 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 on part aisle and she's just like Ugh. and like she has a couple emotional scenes in Cloud Nine that I really enjoy too and she's like I'm in this 100% or whatever and mm -hmm. she, uh, I I love when Dove gets emotional. It's just genuine. 
yeah she she has she has the range as i often say uh yeah for sure um i was gonna say oh yeah about about Liv and holden uh i i think what i what i like about their their relationship dynamic is is i feel like it's very complex in that like it's even though it is kind of the breakup kind of happens because of a miscommunication it wasn't just like one big thing happened and then their relationship like immediately fell apart it was kind of a series of events um and it just felt very real I mean I I can't personally relate because I've never been in a relationship and I have no desire to be in one um but I've, I've had friends that that have had similar um romantic relationships and have said how real that was I have a friend who's probably going to be on the podcast soon who could not finish that episode for like six months because of how much she could relate to it uh and I feel for her uh but that just shows how how good the the writing and the acting is oh yeah for sure um yeah like I said like I I really hadn't have much relationships either so I didn't feel for it on that I just think Dove can really pull it off honestly you've never been in a relationship you feel it like Mm -hmm. you feel what she's going through yeah it's it's like what we said about like the universal feeling it's like I haven't been in this exact relationship be it like I haven't had a sibling in my case or I haven't had a boyfriend or a significant other um but you can still understand where they're coming from and I think that's super important and sometimes that doesn't always come across in some shows you're like well Mm -hmm. like relate because yeah had this experience or never had a sibling like you said but like like it almost feels like these people are part of your lives and totally like that's kind of how I like figure out what shows I like is if Mm -hmm. I can really get invested in these people you know what I mean yeah yeah and like um I think yeah I think it goes both ways I think an important part of, of writing is, is being able to let your audience put, put themselves in, in those shoes. And I think if you're watching something and you say like, I can't really put myself in this position, I can't see myself in this, then you're probably doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show always did the reverse of that. Again, you could always put yourself in a position, even, even if you didn't think you would be able to initially. So I think that's a really big strength of it. Oh yeah, for sure. So we we're talking about Joey and as, uh, yeah, as far as relatability, he was always very relatable for me in the sense of being a nerd. Um, I could definitely get that. Not like, not so much in the sense of like enjoying school and being really good at school because like science and stuff and like we said math, never my forte, um, but like being like obsessed with like his fandoms and stuff. I mean, obviously like yeah. my whole podcast is a, is a statement to that. Uh, and his, uh, you can't relate to this, but I can. We already talked about this. This is love of cats. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, but like, I've had things. I wasn't mad at that though, because I've had things I'm obsessed about, like on that cat loving level. Right. Again, the un- the universal yeah, of it. Um. Yeah. So other than Joey, I really liked Liv. Um. I don't know. I don't have a ranking of how, because I just loved everybody. But I, like you said earlier, that um, Kali was from Grey's Anatomy. I watched that way before I watched Liv and Maddie, and she plays Doctor Sydney Heron. And I was like, Why do I know her? Why do I know her? When I started the show, and I was like, oh, She's from Grey's. So I really liked her. 
and I really enjoyed everybody but I would say Liv I related to because I like to sing and you know I like the show Glee so the show kind of does the show the show she was on reminds me or sing it loud reminds Mm -hmm. me Glee like it could have been like Glee yeah but but like uh whatchamacallit the school that they go to is like a reform school mm-hmm. but that's the only right thing. it kind of reminds me of the all boys school that they have on the show glee um it reminds me of dalton academy which is where one of the um character one of the main characters goes to school before he goes to mckinley high which is the main school um that school definitely reminds me of that because of the only because of the uniforms and the singing not because it's a reform school because mm-hmm. um, dalton is not a reform school so, but, um, but I feel like Sing It Loud and Sing It Louder um, have similarities to Glee. So that's why I kind of was like, ooh, Liv is a fun character too. And I don't, I don't know. I liked her nails and her, and her hair and like the girly side of her. Cause I see myself more, um, probably more of a hybrid between Liv and Maddie. Cause I'm not, I'm not coordinated at all. I can't do sports. It's the but, same. But like, and that's another point where I can relate to Joey. <laughs> yep exactly the like the shuttle run episode the, the same <laughs> yeah, me um so that's a big reason why joey's my character favorite character joey is my character joey's my favorite character it both both statements work <laughs> <laughs> i mean joey's honestly yeah <laughs> yes uh yeah i um I, I mean, I love both of the twins uh, and I, I have a, a bit of a soft spot for Maddie, but Liv is a super, super close second. And I've never been super feminine. And I think that's where I relate to Maddie, but I still, again, the, the, I was so many points where it's like the universal uh, relatability uh, is that like, I can still see myself in Liv and just like, she's kind of her naivety about like how she's really optimistic and uh she kind of always thinks everything's going to work out, but it doesn't always. Uh, and it's funny because like, that's kind of a common theme in a lot of Dove's characters, not Mal for sure, but like, I've noticed it more in like her musical theater characters, like Cher from Clueless, uh, Sophie from, from Mamma Mia and Cl- uh, Clara from The Light in the Piazza is that they're, they're all very similar in, in that sense where they kind of, they think everything's going to work out. They think they know how the world works and everything and then like usually something big happens and kind of uh you're gonna crack in their armor and kind of breaks breaks their shell uh and they have to they have to learn how how the real world works and I feel like Liv has to go through that multiple times yeah I definitely feel like I maybe not so much like the like I'm definitely working on the makeup and the hair part because I do like to do it but it's just like that's where I relate to Maddie is I'm kind of like eh, I don't want to <laughs> like, I, I have <laughs> same I I had a brief phase with makeup no personal interest just because I was going through a hard time and I wanted to fit in uh for like a couple months and then I was like this isn't me and that was like nine years ago and I've uh, like I were I will wear like a teeny bit of lip gloss for like a special event or something but that's it. Like I don't wear any makeup and I haven't in a long time and I am fine with it. <laughs> I got really into it because like I said earlier in the beginning when we were talking that I was really into makeup tutorials and stuff over mm-hmm. um, quarantine. And I literally was going to do my makeup and I'm like, but why? No, everyone's just going to hear my voice. But I was like, I want to do nice on camera. I don't know, like with, with you on the Zoom. But I was like, I, I, it's my day off. I really don't <laughs> But it's kind of a hit and or miss. Um, if I do feel like it, I like to do it. But like, like I said, so that's kind of where um, 
I relate to live and I like getting my nails done, which I can't do at my current job, but like, it's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. I'm not crying at all, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where I relate to that. But like where I'm like more of a hybrid is because I'm not suit. I'm like girly, but like not like over the top girly. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Cause I still would rather wear jeans than a skirt. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But uh, like a nice cute blouse on top of that so yeah uh and like dove has often talked about how like live and maddie is kind of her split down the middle uh so whenever whenever you find yourself it's like i can kind of relate to both of them then you can probably just relate to her as a person yeah absolutely i think think it definitely relates to dove cameron as a person as well too um yeah she's just kind of like when she does her like makeup routines and stuff she's very just like she's not a character at all she's just like here's how I do my makeup it's very like how I would do it if I were to do a makeup tutorial on YouTube it's very relatable (laughs) just like all our our characters and from what I hear from your podcast of like talking about how genuine she is I'm like I believe it because it really shows in her performances as well Mm -hmm. which is really cool yeah she's really amazing uh and, and like you're saying about uh Liv does have some pretty awesome outfits and I love her hair and like I, I catch myself like any episode I watch I'm like I love her hair here and then I watch the next episode I'm like I love her hair here and I'm like I love it. it's like I <laughs> I think I just love her hair always like Liv, Liv uh, yeah. really probably has the best hair in the show honestly Dove Cameron has some really awesome hair she does like Mal's bangs and the straight hair is like my favorite thing ever and then the promo where she's like I'm back I'm like girl yes you are (laughs) (laughs) oh man I had to get used to the bangs I'll be honest and I I I remember I think Dove has said that that's not one of her favorite Mal looks but like they grew (laughs) on me no pun intended I like bangs and I have a funny story I had my bangs before I moved um I moved uh from Wyoming four years ago and I was there for quarantine and I had bangs kind of like Dove Cameron or Rachel Berry if you will bangs and Rachel Berry's from Glee. Yeah. Um, I, I know small things about Glee. <laughs> a few I, things. And my mom made me grow them out. But my brother, Tony, he's 13. He goes, I hate bangs. I hate that you have them. And I'm like, whoa, go off. But <laughs> then my mom's like, I think it's time for you to get rid of the bangs. And then I moved back last month. And right before I left, she said, you know what? I liked your bangs. Why'd you grow them out? I'm like, <laughs> Because you just told me to <laughs> make up your mind. So we'll see. Maybe the bangs will make a reappearance. But I do like that blunt, short, Rachel Berry, Dove Cameron as Mal bang. I just do. Yes. And I think I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking like Dove with bangs. I know she's done. I can picture a photo shoot in my mind where she had bangs. That was cute. I... I'm always so bad at remembering the names of the photo shoots, but it's like I recognize all of these, but I don't remember what magazine they're from. But if I if I ever come across it again, which I probably will, I will send it to you. Okay, cool. I I remember when I first started the show. I I think I I could really when we're talking about relatable characters, like I remember being like, am I more like Liv, Maddie, or Joey? Because I feel like I can see myself in all three of them. And I think slowly I honed in on Maddie. Like I get it that like in season one, I was still kind of picking them up, but like I I can still see myself in all three of them. And I, 
I, I've mentioned this before that when, when I watched the premiere with my friend, I remember her saying that she was almost more interested in the brothers than the, than the twins. Uh, and there was a point at which where I'm like, I love the twins storylines, but I, I, I almost love Joey's just as much. But then I got like really into Dove and really into Liv and Maddie's characters. So I kind of became biased towards them. But that's not to say that Joey isn't still one of my favorites and I still love his storylines. Yeah, I like, I don't know. I have this tendency to like, like the secondary characters almost because I'm like I'm always rooting for the underdog because I in high school saw myself as kind of an underdog even though I technically like had friends and everything was fine and I technically didn't have a bad experience in high school I just was always like I don't know when I worked at Autopia I really liked really like introducing myself right away to the new people or the college program kids and be like if there's anything I don't know I just liked reaching out and I just if I could like reach into my television screen and be like I'm here for you <laughs> to like these secondary characters I don't know I just I really liked that or like I don't know I've never been the type of person to even though I really like in like Kim Possible I really liked Ron Stoppable is my favorite character in that so be- I'm guessing you like Will Friedle. <laughs> you don't say like <laughs> a little bit of a bias there a little bit biased about that one but I, I don't know like I definitely watched the show because of Dove Cameron and I just finished watching Descendants again but then I was like oh but Joey though like I just he was just relatable to me and I was like relatable and I liked how he reminded me of Eric like I said a zillion times because I actually have been mentioned in a Boy Meets World podcast there's a small it's a smaller podcast and they have a Facebook group and we have discussions and I've brought up Eric Matthews, Eric Matthews, Eric Matthews. <laughs> and they have called me out for it at least three times. <laughs> First time that this happened to me, I was so, I was almost like in tears. I like fell on the ground and I was like, literally like almost throwing a tantrum. And my, I was in Wyoming at the time. And I was like, are you okay? I'm like, I just got mentioned on podcast. I like had my AirPods in and I was freaking out. And they've called me an Eric super fan and it's pretty, it's pretty clear now. <laughs> yes. That's- it always feels good when you've made, when you've made your place in a fandom. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yep, that's me. I'm just, I just own it now. <laughs> yes, you should. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop bringing up Boy Meets <laughs> That's okay. Again, like I, I, there's for for again that period of my life when when the when Liv and Maddie was on and particularly when when like season three and four when I was living out here and going to tapings it's like there was no Liv and Maddie without Girl Meets World and vice versa like they were the biggest staples in my life at that time and uh they were they were connected because I mean I mean they were they were like two of the biggest shows on the channel at the time and both of their shows had stars that were like making music and stuff like that at the time, like Sabrina Carpenter and stuff, who who I love. And I was I was gonna say if I, I now I need to join this Facebook group and I'm probably just gonna be rambling about Maya in it because <laughs> that's that's my favorite character. Yeah, um, that's a podcast recommendation I recommend for you. Um, you've seen Boy Meets World too, right? Yes, I was gonna mention that. I was like, I, I should I should explain. So I I've seen all of Girl Meets World and it was a like partway through season one of when Girl Meets World was airing that I binge watched all of Boy Meets World. So I have seen all of both shows. Because if you haven't seen Boy Meets World, you might not get some of the references they have in Girl Meets World. No, I've seen every episode. I'm good. Because the podcast that I really, really enjoy, so I'm going (laughs) to plug. Plug it, uh, go for it. (laughs) Is 
boy meets girl meets boy meets world and it's a really lovely couple um it's uh i guess i'll plug their name too i don't know <laughs> alden and tanya bear and they are the nicest people and they have this podcast every week and they talk about each and every one of the boy meets world episodes and then when they're finished with boy meets world they're going to move on to girl meets world so I, in that case, if you join the group and you listen to the podcast, I could be the Eric super fan and then you could be the Maya super fan. Yes, love that. <laughs> I do love Sabrina Carpenter, speaking of which, um, another recommendation since you were giving me some recommendations. If it's something Sabrina is in that I've probably already seen it, but go ahead. <laughs> mean, um, and it's Jordan Fisher, have you seen? Work it, yes. I watched it, it the day it came out. I mean, it was Sabrina and Jordan, are you kidding? I'm like, oh man, I need to watch this. <laughs> That movie was absolutely fantastic. And then I don't know if you're a Liza Kashi fan, but she was hilarious in that movie. I didn't know her before the movie, but she was really funny in that. Yeah, I've seen her on YouTube and Facebook and stuff, but um, she was hilarious in that one. And then, I don't know, there's a Riverdale actor in that one as well. And he's the, if any of you have seen it, but it's a... Uh, He's Sweet Pea, I think, from Riverdale. I think that's his character's name. But he's he's the mattress salesperson. That, that <laughs> plot line was so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, Work It is needs way more credit. There, it I, does. It, there, I can't believe there isn't a fandom for that. I know. I feel like the, the Sabrina and Jordan fandoms have kind of bled into that. But... I feel like it, it does deserve one of its own. Uh, and the, the credit song is a bop. Uh, uh, yeah, all the music. I like all the all music from that. Also in Work It, I loved uh, Keenan Lonsdale uh, from Love, Simon, uh, Juilliard. Oh, he was I super funny. From, because I've only seen Love, Simon once. Me but too, but his, his character was a lot different in this. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. So he's the one he falls in love with? the end mm -hmm. blue or, or mm -hmm. bow or whatever his name was yeah <gasps> i'm blown away right now <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy and then he was fantastic and work it yes dance battle in the beginning between between liza kashi's character and him Ooh, she should have won <laughs> but she should have won <laughs> i i mean i guess she had to lose for the rest of the movie to happen but and, but yeah she was way better in my opinion. But, I feel uh, that. <laughs> so um, we need we need to have a little little debate debate here about Miggy. Uh, uh -oh. uh, all opinions are valid here, but debating is still fun. So uh, let's let's see. I mean, I mean, you 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 talk. I, I you talked about it a little bit about um, your thoughts on it. And personally, I um, I was a big Miggy shipper uh, when I first watched the show. And I think that, um, and I feel like, I feel like my thoughts on a lot of sh ships have changed. Like we were talking about Liv and Holden. And I remember when I watched the show, I, I liked Liv and Holden, but I wasn't like super invested in them. And I asked myself, I'm like, why? Cause like, sometimes I watched it back now. I was like, why wasn't I like into this? Like I could have like gotten more out of it at the time. I think it's just, I was still getting so into Dove at the time that like I was just hyper focused on her characters like I didn't care about the ships as much I just cared about her characters and now that like I am like I've gotten to know the other actors and, and stuff like that um I can like invest myself a little bit more in the ships so like I I really like um 
Liv and Holden more now. So yeah, I really liked, I really, I liked Maddie and Diggy a lot at the time, but I, I did recently do, did a, a full rewatch of the show. And I find my, I found myself as more of a moss shipper. I just, even, even when the show was, was originally on, Josh was one of my favorite side characters. And I think I was probably more into Miggy before Josh showed up. I was still into it once he showed up, but like, then he became one of my favorite side characters and he's just so sweet. And like, he just, he can't do anything wrong. And like, I just feel for him. And I, I just think his, um, his dynamic with Maddie is just super, super sweet. Yeah. Um, so I never like, didn't like Mosh. However, just because of the history and because of everything that happened with Diggy and Maddie, I just like lean towards that because I don't know, I guess I'm more traditionalist. I'm like this show, even if Mosh is going to be the ones that everyone likes, I don't know if that's how it's going to go because any rom-com you see and you like a certain, like there's two guys or whatever, you know what I mean? It tends to be like the person that has the most history. That's who the writers and the directors go with. Right. So for me, that was just my gut feeling. And I just, I don't know, like I saw some, so I did see a little bit of spoilers about Liv and Maddie before I watched the show because I watched this girl's YouTube channel about ranking different- Okay, Disney. okay, sorry. You keep bringing up Disney Channel YouTubers, so now I have to ask, was it Kate Loves Disney? Yes. Okay, because <laughs> I really like her videos. <laughs> Same. So- And I, um, when I saw Light in the Piazza uh, with Dove in LA last year, I met her at the stage door. And I was so confused because I know she lives in Canada. So I'm like, is that her? I feel like it can't be her. Why would she be in LA? Um, But it was, and we talked and she was really cool. So I just had had to ask if it was her. (laughs) That's why... I, that's why I had some spoilers about Mosh and, and Miggy because she talked about, I think she's a Mosh. Yeah, she does not like Diggy, which yeah. <laughs> I just, she only calls him Digbert, which I think is hysterical. That's right. She does call him Digbert. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is wrong with this? And I know that there's real life history between Ryan and Dove. And I get that, but I kind of try to stick with like the storyline versus what's happening in real life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like when I, like I said, when I watched that first episode and he's like, I want to be a sports announcer. I was like, okay, I get where she's coming from. Like he seems not right. Like I don't, I'm not okay with this. And then that never gets mentioned again. And then the whole things with Joey and their relationship. And I just couldn't forget about him. If that makes any sense. I'm like, but I thought Diggy was funny. I really did. I just, I adored him. And I didn't really care about what was going on in the real world with him and Dove. Like, I set that aside. Yeah. And it was focused on Diggy and Maddie versus Ryan and Dove. So, mm-hmm. I just really uh, him. I, I also felt like at first, like, their relationship was sweet, especially in the sense that I felt like they both were kind of vulnerable around each other. Uh, because like the number of episodes where they're like are they a couple or not and like both of them were were nervous to act upon their feelings which I think is another good example of showing kind of like male vulnerability because it's usually it's often the girl 
crushing hard on the guy and the guy is really stoic about it and sometimes it's the guy but it's it's not often both it's not often mutual which i think was they were both just so awkward around each other like like Liv says isn't awkward what you guys do uh which i think was was kind of a cute dynamic but i think it's just going back to flugelball when they broke up uh i think he was i felt like he was kind of manipulative in the sense that um i mean the fact that he only ended up traveling in the first place because he didn't want to be in Wisconsin when Maddie was not there. And then he was like, well, going to Australia is my dream. But I'm like, you kind of just came up with this. How is this your dream? And, yeah. and then like, Maddie says like, we're not going to be in high school forever. And he's like, I know that's why I have to do this right now. It's like, well, kind of traveling the world and stuff. That's more of like a college thing. And I feel like high school romance is like what Maddie was getting at. And like, I, I, I can kind of feel for her there. So, uh, and I was happy that, um, and John and Ron and I talked about this, that every relationship that ended, even if it started again later, it, they always found a way to end it on good terms. And I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that before because obviously the initial breakups were intense, but, um, like even, like even with Liv and Holden, by the end of that episode, they still are, they're already trying to make amends and Maddie and Diggy, it took a few more episodes, which was smart they let it develop but like in Sparfa Rooney they're like can we just enjoy this concert as friends and then they did and then like Joey and Willow ended up being friends and Maddie and Josh ended up being friends so I like that they I like that they were able to stay on good terms but yeah uh but then the fact that he rushed home when he saw that Maddie was with Josh I think was kind of putting a lot of pressure on her um because if he still had feelings for her he's allowed to tell her that and whatever. But I think the fact that he ran home makes her feel like she kind of has to say yes to him. I mean, I feel that. Um, and I think they probably could have handled that a little differently because for that middle like relationship stuff, if that makes any sense, I think that little bit of drama makes the show. Oh yeah, yeah. But they probably could have handled that a little bit better. Maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder because mm-hmm. of the situation. And I did like how they did like mosh stuff in the middle I liked where it was and I liked how it went but like if this makes any sense I felt like Diggy and Maddie had unfinished business and yeah and that's that's what Josh says in the episode so yeah so like that's kind of where why I kind of stick with the whole love like the one you're supposed to be with I don't know fate I guess I I, I'm a sucker for all that kind of stuff so that's why I was into Dickie more and don't get me wrong I did love when Josh and Maddie were together but Mm -hmm. as end game goes I'm more of a Dickie person uh well what you were saying about spoilers and and you may have heard me talk about this before I also found out about like what was happening and what wasn't in a weird order because of the tapings I went to and I think maybe that's part of why my feelings have changed during my rewatch because I'm I'm trying to watch it through the perspective of someone who's never watched it before because I the reason I did a rewatch was because I was introducing a friend to it so I'm like I want to watch this through the eyes of someone seeing it in this order for the first time so it's it, it kind of changes my perspective a little bit yeah um and uh they've seen it all the way through now too or yes we finished it um a couple and, months ago I think and uh what did what did they think is mosh or Nikki they were too mosh too <laughs> So uh, I kind of watched it with two friends, uh, one who had never seen it before and one who I had gotten into it like two years ago. 
Uh, but the three of us are all friends. So I'm like, you want to join us for some, some watch parties? And all three of us are hardcore team mosh. <laughs> Sorry to say. I'm the only one, but you know. It's, it's okay. It's important to have different opinions. I know. When I was in middle school, like, I don't think I had my own opinion on a lot of things. And then, oh, same. <laughs> and then I started, I think it took me a long time in high school. I kind of started to do it. But when I moved he here to California, that's really when I was like, you know what? I actually don't like da 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 da. That's actually, like almost exactly parallels my life. <laughs> it's funny. Relate to that. Um, but yeah, so like I'm sticking with um, my Miggy situation yeah nothing <laughs> yeah I mean you have you have valid points and honestly the often the worst thing that can come out of a fandom is the ship wars believe me I know I have I usually do not get that involved and honestly like even though I I really like Mosh and I'm not a huge fan of Miggy ships are never really a big thing for me again romance is, is just not really my thing uh so I've never been like really hardcore about really any ship uh and whether fandom drama is about ships or not I try to stay away from it but I've still watched it and it's scary uh so yeah. that that being said uh I do not want to start or encourage ship wars here because I know how volatile they can get and so here at Retrospective Rooney we respect everyone's opinions but I just don't do confrontation that well same <laughs> I'm like have your opinion and then later on I'll be like can you believe no I'm kidding <laughs> I don't really do that either I yeah. don't it doesn't matter to me you know what I mean like it's I mean your friends are your friends and we can like what we want you know and it's just cool to meet people that like the same things as you and that was the cool thing about me moving here to California oh same a lot more people that enjoy the same things as me totally Especially same working at Disney mm -hmm. like realize that there's so many people out there that are similar and it's it's great yeah I I've and I've talked about this on here before too that like I I totally feel the same that like I really found my people here and I, and I credit that to Liv and Maddie a lot uh because like I would meet people at the tapings and, and stuff like that and at, at other events involving involving the show um and like I yeah once I moved out here I was like you know what I I have a fresh start it's a completely different group of people than I've been with and I'm gonna be honest and open about my love for Disney Channel and if it weren't for that I wouldn't have met a lot of the friends that I did uh like like my friend Janelle who just saw my my desktop and said oh is that Dove Cameron and then the rest is history because if I had never had that desktop we maybe would have never known right. that we shared that interest then, then we have choose Rooney <laughs> so I say I respect you but we're gonna go back to this no I think discussion is important I think it's well well-meaning discussion I think is 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 fine um because like okay so so Liv says that that she she knows her sister and and that she still has feelings for Diggy and like I again I have so much love for the relationship between the twins so like I trust her that she knows what's best but I think it's the way they went about it that again it was kind of putting too much pressure on Maddie and I again I feel like if if she ended up back with him in another way maybe I would have felt differently about it I think it's just the circumstances that I was a little off about again the fact that he came home from Australia and then the fact that he sang for her in front of this audience and like poor Josh having to sit there and watch that mm -hmm. uh so I think that 
you know, they were like, okay, so what are we going to do? And Liv says grand gesture and Artie says abduction. I would not go with Artie's suggestion, <laughs> but I'm not sure if I would go with Liv's either. Uh, so, and then of course we have Johnny and Gemma who are like, who is that guy singing? <laughs> so I'm like, it's someone else's wedding. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe now it would be, it would be better to do this at a different time. So. Uh, yeah, I did. That's the one where they, she finally does choose, right? Yeah. Hence choose a Rooney hello. Um. <laughs> Cause that's where um, Josh says like, you clearly have unfinished business with him. She that's right. I'm really okay. sorry. And then they, the, the Maddie and Diggy kiss. And then Gemma says, who was that guy singing? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mind you've only seen this series through once. No, I mean, you have a, I'm very impressed with all the details. I appreciate that pay attention to to like details of a show just because I get highly 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 invested in each and every show I've ever watched in my entire life I feel that (laughs) um yeah so that's the one where um the fireworks don't go off at the wedding right they kiss and then they go off yeah oh okay I see where I'm just trying to figure out where we're at (laughs) um yeah this isn't really about uh, the ship as much, but just about Diggy's character. Uh, I, when he said that he didn't graduate high school, when they're taking the graduation pictures together, and he's like, I didn't exactly graduate uh, because the credits didn't transfer when he, when he left. I kind of thought that was going to be a plot point. I'm like, they pointed this out in the season finale. Like, does, does this, is there deeper meaning with that? But then nothing came of it. And like, I don't like really feel like there should have been something with that. I just remember like at the time feeling like, I really thought like that was going to be a plot point and then it wasn't. I'm like, okay. Thought about that until you said that. I'm like, nothing came about that. And I don't like plots like that where they just kind of like throw them out there and nothing happens. And I'm like, why wouldn't, because this also happens in Kim Possible where Bonnie and the finale, she doesn't graduate high school because she missed a week. She skipped the last week of school, her senior year. And then the mean teacher is like, oh, you didn't graduate, actually. I'm like, what is the point? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he have made sure that those credits were going to transfer before he went? Maybe because he's diggy and he's, he's, he's just a lovesick idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I just felt like that was a little bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then for nothing to happen with it either. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, like I said, I kind of forgot that happened until you just said that. So. And I feel like in a different timeline that would have left him in high school, probably in the same, in the same year as Joey. Cause they were, he was a year behind the twins, but then they ended up moving to California. So everything changed after that. Like that was just a weird thing to throw out there and then nothing like there was relationships that nothing kind of, I'm doing air quotes, obviously. <laughs> I feel like you can kind of hear an air quote. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. But like to throw out like a plot line like that, that was supposed to maybe be something and then nothing. It just was confusing to me. Yeah. Uh, another thing about Diggy is I thought one thing that was always funny and my friend and I have talked about this. I didn't really notice it at first until she and I started talking about it is that I feel like he and Liv never really got along. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like uh, I was just, last night I was just watching uh, Sweet 16 or any, which is one of my favorites. Uh, and she's like, the fate of my plan is resting on someone named Diggy. <laughs> uh, and then like, uh, you're going to fix your hair before Maddie comes back, right? In uh, Choose Rooney, not, not Choose, Champ, C-H, get him confused. 
Uh, and then like, and continued when he's like, I came back for her and she's like, well, she's trying to find you, you big dummy. Like she's, and then in like the Christmas episode, she's like, no talking in the box. Like she's just always has it out for him. I think it's kind of funny. Otis Pete, their dad. Yeah, know. yeah. Which reminds me of Corey and Lucas when yes, when he takes his shoe every time that kills yes. him. <laughs> like you're not dating my daughter. Like Pete and Corey are the one in the same when it comes to mm-hmm. and Pete feels similarly about Holden. Like he's very protective of his of his daughters. But I feel like he was cool with Josh though. Like he was like what he was. That's just because Josh is an angel and he deserves respect from everyone. Josh was a sweetheart. I will put that out there that I am not anti-Josh. Yes. There, there's a difference between anti-Josh and anti-Mosh. I feel you. I get yeah. that. Uh, and I just, there was something like, okay, in the finale, when immediately Diggy's like, I'll come with you to New Orleans. It's like, how... He makes a lot of life-changing decisions pretty quickly. Like, he really thinks that he can just kind of go wherever he wants in the country or the world. Like, I'm just going to go to Australia. Nope, I'm going to come back. I'm just going to move to New Orleans. Like, don't you have to kind of figure that out before you do? Uh, costs a lot of money. <laughs> like, right. right. Like, dude. How, I mean, I guess Dump Truck with this moving service can help him. But, sure. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like the fact that he was so immediate to say like, well, I'll, I'll come with you. I feel like it was almost kind of codependent where it's like, I'll do anything you say. That's not really healthy in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think I wish it would have been handled a little differently just because I didn't really necessarily like, it's like, I'm going to follow you around like a lost puppy dog. Till the right. End. So I didn't like that, but I did like the cute little scene at the end whether maybe not the end end maybe the third to last episode or second to last episode where they're on the lawn chairs outside and he's like I love you Maddie and oh they, the Christmas episode I think so yeah and they're just like sitting outside I did like that so I like the little things maybe about their relationship and I like the history between them but there was some stuff like as a self-proclaimed Miggy person like there's some stuff that didn't actually really bother me, but there was also like stuff that bothered me about Mosh too. That wasn't perfect for me either because mm-hmm. I didn't, I felt like maybe Maddie jumped into dating Josh. Like, and I, I mean, it's only fair to say that Josh, I wouldn't call him as manipulative necessarily, but he did kind of put pressure on Maddie uh, with like tricking her into um, teaching him how to play basketball and stuff like that. Suppose so. Like, there's always that kind of manipulative vibe in Disney Channel shows. Like, I can't believe there's always that vibe. And I'm like, can we? I wish there was a way to stray from that a little bit more as like things progress. Because as a kid, I didn't see it as manipulative. I thought, oh, he's just tricking her to get her to like him. But I'm like, that's manipulative. Like, as an adult, like, you realize, like, how messed up those scenes can seem if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. I do feel like Josh had like was sweeter about it though like he had good intentions I'm just trying to be fair to everyone yeah no because I can definitely see both boys weren't 100% but also you have to keep in mind these people are in high school right wasn't perfect about this kind of stuff in high school I'm still not no one is no so you can kind of forgive it but at the same time I'm like 
can we not <laughs> or not not as much maybe like I don't know <laughs> like can, like can we do better <laughs> I don't know like well I think that like like we said there there are certain strengths that Liv and Maddie has that shows that came before it did not and I think Disney Channel is continuing to grow and develop and 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 learning from its past so I think um I would assume that that will we'll get closer to that I'm trying to think if there are any examples of any newer shows but it's hard to say um but yeah that's a that's a good point one more thing I wanted to discuss is I thought we could play a little game here so I am no longer but possibly again in the future but at one point we were both Disney cast members so uh let's talk about what each character would most enjoy doing in Disneyland. As a cast member, ooh, I could see Joey being in like Mickey and the Magical Map and being one of those dancers. I don't know why, just the way he carries himself on the show and just having this smile on his face, I could see him like being in one of those big bubbles <laughs> and being in entertainment. I could just see him being in entertainment in general or like being I don't know. I feel like he could be, you know, like the characters on Buena Vista Street. Oh, the citizens. No, those are my, my, my buddies. I love them. Yeah. I can see him doing something like that. He could be Officer Blue. Oh, this is yes. galaxy brain ideas. How have I never thought about this before? <laughs> uh, but like, what about as a guest too? Like, what do you think, what rides do you think he'd like the most and stuff? I feel like Joey would... Ooh, I feel like Joey would want to just jump in and do everything. I feel like he would be, I don't know if you've seen the middle with, um, who is in that? Um, it's, it was an ABC show. I know of it. I haven't seen it, but I, I know of it. The middle child, she, Joey and Sue are kind of woven from the same. Plot. I know her because she's the voice of uh, Star Butterfly on Star vs. the Forces of Evil, okay. which is another good show. You didn't share? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, her character is very much like Joey as well. She's like the bubbly middle child. Like she, Joey's got the whole Disneyland trip planned out, right? Yes. And he's, we're going to do Space Mountain first. And then we're going to go over. I do have to interject there. And when I was thinking about this, I was like, I feel like he'd like roller coasters, but actually they have pointed out that he is not a fan of roller coasters. Uh, it was in Raiderooney when uh, Liv was like, yeah, the lyrics just like came out of me. Like Joey on that, I think it was a roller coaster. After he had all that popcorn, it just like came out. So. Uh, well, I forgot about that. Okay, fine. But he would still have the entire oh, yeah. day He'd be like, we're going to do this and I'll wait for you guys outside of space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll ride Autopia and then we're going to go meet Mickey Mouse at this time. And yeah, I feel like, I feel like Parker though would try to get Joey on a roller coaster though. Yeah. To make him throw up. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Make him go and do that. And like Parker wants to ride all the big rides and Parker wants to, you know, do all this Liv just wants to shop on main street yep that's live she wants to get sparkly mini ears sparkly mini ears she wants to take all the instagram pictures she can um maddie probably is riding all the roller coasters with parker yeah i feel like she might try to drag Liv onto something too i think so too i think and she would like um the games in pixar pier 
especially the Bugs Life one where it uh, kind of like a baseball game because obviously it's sporty. Yes. She would say, bam, what to everything. Yep. And she would just be winning all the prizes, and this isn't all these poor little kids would be like, save some for us. She'd be like, back off, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? The mom would be, what is the mom's name? I forgot. Karen. Karen would want to get a family picture with, um, in front of the castle. Mm-hmm. And she, would probably want to get all the snacks. I feel like, I feel like Pete would just want to sit on the bench. <laughs> Pete would want to get a turkey leg, and Karen turkey would say, leg. "Oh, Pete, barf." <laughs> yeah, sit on the bench and just hold hold their stuff. Hold all of Liv's merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Parker would probably like haunted mansion because, like, they wanted to go to the haunted house in uh, one of the Halloween episodes. So I feel like he'd be into not that haunted mansion is like scary but i feel like he'd be into that kind of stuff he'd probably go through it and then say um that was stupid yeah (laughs) he'd probably like uh monsters after dark on mission breakout oh yeah oh yeah um yeah oh and joey would definitely he would here's the thing he would want to go on all the marvel and star wars rides because that's like his thing but like every single one of them is like as someone who also gets motion sick, like I can't go on any of those. I feel like Joey's itinerary would be pretty much the exact same as mine because uh, very planned out, wants to do everything, but can't do the, the more intense rides. Uh, yeah, because every like Star Tours, um, Smuggler's Run, and I, I, don't, I don't know much. Of, I haven't been on Rise of the Resistance. So I don't know how bad that, that is. Uh, and then Mission Breakout. Yeah, he would, yeah, he would want to do all that, but then... He might get up to the front of the line and change his mind. <laughs> yeah, but like he'd definitely still like go to Galaxy's Edge and oh, like yeah. check totally, it out. He would be into Galaxy's Edge for sure. Yeah, and like meet the Marvel characters and like watch the uh, oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy dance off and stuff like that. He'd be into that. I can see Joey like crying at the fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liv, I could see Liv and Maddie like arm in arm watching the fireworks at the end of the night and yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know. I thought you were when it, you said what could you see them doing in the park? Like I thought you meant like working it. I mean that that's that's fun to think of as well. Uh <laughs> Liv would definitely I mean be some entertainment of some form. Oh, yeah, I could see her being like Snow White or like I've always thought that like she'd be a cute Alice. <gasps> she'd she... just have to learn the accent. <laughs> yeah, she would she would but like I said, I could see I really could see Joey being in magical map i don't know why i see now right when you said that like i picture him with the paintbrush and like the bubble as well that i could see it i could see like i don't know the rest are hard parker would be an imagineer something technical 100 oh i could see him being like an an artist at the the animation academy yeah i could see him doing something creative like that Mm -hmm. and maddie like I can see Maddie in attractions, honestly, being like, get in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be funny. Uh, And uh, she, (laughs) if we want to talk about Autopia specifically, she would be a lot better than me at at, uh, the more physical things, like side peddling and uh, the jack and stuff like that. I could see her not having any problem with side peddling at auto and just. (laughs) She would just be like 
running circles around everyone else <laughs> i feel like wait up uh which i can speak from experience um or or like if she were in like entertainment like maybe like the more like stunt like people in the parades uh yeah, like sure. i'm trying to think of like a more recent one like like i remember in uh like pixar play parade they were like on the ratatouille float which i wish they hadn't gotten rid of uh they had the rats that were like jumping up and down and had like and like i feel like there was yeah. something with the trampoline yeah i feel like something like that i'm yeah. just like what's athletic in the park so there's yeah. that could definitely do the stunts in a lot of the shows and the parades i can see it yes uh and if we're factoring anyone else in i uh i think maddie willow and diggy would all be at the games in the pier and be insanely competitive against each other and once again the little kids would be like mommy yep. why are they screaming at each other <laughs> or like they wouldn't let them the other kids play <laughs> yeah i like because the thing about the the bugs life game is that you're not competing against each other but it's like i can never win that one because i'm not athletic uh but then you have like um the wally one with the water squirters where it's like or, or the uh, bullseye racing game where yeah. you're competing against other people usually strangers and only one person wins yeah maddie would just not move from that seat all day <laughs> and just be cl like clobbering these kids yeah. and the cast members would keep telling her to leave and <laughs> she wouldn't want to <laughs> i can see that for sure definitely well uh is there anything else you wanted to share about the show about the fandom about anything you know it's just an all-around feel good show i know that sounds tacky but but it's, it's true i mean we've talked about all the reasons why so yeah, it's a fair sure. statement thanks for having me <laughs> yeah thank you uh thank you for reaching out yeah i have always wanted to get all these word vomity feelings out about shows and i finally get a chance to so it was really that's was how really i felt when i started this so yeah <laughs> it makes me feel like um a podcast could be something i could do yeah i i think it's something anyone can do and you if you maybe i was like well there's already one about boy meets world you're going to have one just about eric honestly I could <laughs> every episode so in this episode eric matthews does honestly i feel like i could probably do that like just i mean i feel like if i did that just about maddie it wouldn't be that different because she's one of the main characters but like i could find something that like Dove plays a minor character in and like just it'd be like we're gonna talk about Angry Birds too, where Dove has like five lines and I'm gonna do this like two hour analysis of Ella her character. <laughs> I would yeah, find I, a way. I did see that one um my cousin we did an outdoor movie for her birthday this summer and that's the movie she chose and it was actually pretty decent. And I it was, was like, cute yeah. I mean, personally, like, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big animation fan. I hadn't seen the first one before the second one came out, but I, I thought about it when the first one came out. Um, and then I watched it before I saw the second one, but my dad was in town. I said, well, okay, you're going to be in town on opening night of Angry Birds too. So we're going to have to go. He didn't even like it that much. But uh, what's funny is that my friend was in the same theater as me and we didn't know it until we walked out and then she called out my name and I, I turned around and she's like what are you doing here I'm like did you not hear me cheering when Dove's name came on the screen because if you heard that I think you would be like oh there's Amanda <laughs> yeah I didn't realize that that was Dove and I was like oh it's Dove like I as a Dove <laughs> uh, Dove is the Dove that's fantastic yes 
we love we love that pun uh any any social media plugs for yourself that you want to share so my social media is so basic it's um just instagram is cassie may toscana you just you can type it in the search box it'll probably be me at the top <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'll tag you in the, the <laughs> post for this so um yeah you can find me that way it's it's super basic i don't have any like numbers or it's no it's cassie may toscana underscore 94 gotcha well you know people think my instagram name technically it is both my name and a disney channel pun because people are like why do you just have shake it up in it i'm like my last name is shake not everyone knows that so that up. so now people will be like is that your name or is that a disney channel pun and i'll just say yes <laughs> yes so uh of course you can find us at retrospective Aruni on instagram search up retrospective Aruni, a live and maddie podcast on facebook give us a like listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast our homepage is anchor.fm thank you to anchor for helping us make our podcast and we will be back with another episode in two weeks so thank you again for joining us and we'll see you later uh-huh.